The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because. Famous. Ha! Yeah, no, that's Mike Vrabel, a Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner, dude. You know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And Brando. Talking bills with your family could be like talking politics sometimes if Tremaine Edmonds' contract comes into discussion. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with just Brando tonight. Pat is is off doing important things um, like trivia. But uh, Brandon and I holding it down. Figured we'd give you one more episode after the Super Bowl just to uh, break it down before we take a quick break here. Heading up to the draft. Um, but Brando, how are you doing? Pretty good. The uh, Monday after the Super Bowl in every school district nationwide is always a terrible day. Every kid stays up too late. <laughs> the parents stay up too late. So many late arrivals. Everybody's a little edgy. I had one student pick the right team and the right score. And I'm outside this morning doing bus duty. The kid runs in and I'm standing on the sidewalk. He's like, I won. I know I won. I wrote it down and I know I won. And I was like, I'm going to have to like go look to make sure you know you won. He's in fifth grade. He's like, I know I won. I know I won. And he won. So he, gets, he picked 38, 35 Chiefs. So... That was cool, but dang, that's it was pretty impressive. Cool. So, so putting that probability in perspective, I'm trying to. I, I didn't look at the odds beforehand. It's it's kind of hard to gauge. Anyway, you probably if you bet one dollar on thirty eight to thirty five Chiefs, if you bet one dollar on that, you'd probably win somewhere between two hundred and four hundred dollars on a one dollar bet. That's cool with those odds. That's crazy. So congrats. That kid, that kid got a candy bar. Uh, he hasn't gotten one yet because he ran out of school before I could tell him that he won. So I'm going to announce it on the announcements and then I'll have it for him on Wednesday because he's going to get the nice. king size of whatever he wants. They were funny. Yeah. Somebody was like, oh, big spender. He hits that and you get him a candy bar. Like I'm like, it's not a, it's not a casino. We are in church. <laughs> <laughs> That's but hilarious. How are you doing after that? performance last night good it was you know i spent most of the game thinking like okay this is this is pretty cool this is pretty exciting had some big plays um like starting to think about where does this rank among super bowls and i'm like this is probably the most exciting super bowl we've had since like 2018 with eagles and the patriots and 
then the end happened. I was like, okay, that, that penalty just flushed it down the toilet for me. What a terrible way to end a game. They haven't been calling these ticky tack calls all game. And then all of a sudden, because they call this one, we're not going to get to see a potential Jalen Hurts game winning drive. We're going to see Patrick Mahomes kneeling the ball four times and kicking a chip shot field goal. So that was kind of deflating and disappointing, even if even if you were a fan of either team or just wanted to see a good game. But John, I'm with you, but we cannot be surprised. This clown that ref the Super Bowl is the guy that ref the Bills game, and he is notorious for calling defensive holding penalties. Do you remember we talked about this before? And this guy gets to work his third Super Bowl. I will not mention his name. I think it's Cliff. <laughs> More no, because I'm not no. 100% sure what it is, but I know it's a CC. His initials are CC. Um, it's, oh, Carl Cheffers. Yes, Cheffers. Cheffers. So he, he obviously wants to be the center of attention in the final moments of a game. Everybody hates him wrapping the game, but the, he's usually gets the under, which is funny because the over smashed through every ceiling known to man yesterday. But, I thought that they did a good job. Like the officiating yesterday up until that point was very pretty end. good. It Wait, didn't, it, I was like, matter. I mean, I think there was one uh, special teams holding, which is a given for any game, at least one, but there wasn't ticky tack offensive line holding calls. Those are the most knowing penalties to watch when you're wanting, you know, you want an offensive game, you're pretty much just going to get a punt after that. Most likely more likely than not. Most times. I thought that was, I agree with that. I, I'm with you, but the part that I'm more mad about is you're playing at the super bowl. They said with 25 different cam ang- camera angles on the field and you go to review for three different times. And I hear the guy, what's his name? The rule expert on Fox, Mike, Paul, is it Paul. is that Mike Pereira? Mike Pereira comes on and he's like, well, you see, you have to start with the process of the catch. I heard the term the process of the catch on the broadcast last night more than I heard anything else because they I feel like maybe three times Miles Sanders catch Devonte Smith's catch all of them. Like they, they're like real close. Dallas, a Dallas Goddard catch catch his yeah. beautiful catch. And they, they pushed it or they called it a no-go. It's like they don't know. All three of those were catches and two out of the three of them got overturned. The fumble could have changed the game even more. And that was deemed no fumble. And then Dallas Goddard on a, on a drive for the Eagles. But it's embarrassing. This is the American sports pinnacle day of the year. And you're spending so much time in review on plays that look to anybody watching that doesn't know the game of football routine Throwing catches. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a hard, you know, I don't have a solution for that. Like the expedited Sky review judge, seems, right? Isn't that supposed to be yeah. the solution? Well, that that's they with the expedited review, you're almost kind of getting that. It's just it's not a you know, sky judge at, at that point. It's 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 somebody who's remote. Those reviews, those were the times that I was just checking my bets, honestly. So I yes. wasn't even like yes. I'm like, I don't I don't I don't care. You know, if it was a Bills game, I'd be glued to every single second of review at that point, but but it was a very weird flow of events in terms of when can I check my bets? Cause you can't really do it during the commercials and I bet on the drives a lot. So you have to kind of do that during the commercials, but then you miss a commercial or you're waiting for it to unlock on DraftKings or the prop locks on DraftKings. And um, you're right. Those reviews were a good time to review and regroup. 
Yeah. I can't do any live bets because we were watching via the NFL app, which is like at least two minutes behind. Yeah, that's you know, so annoying. For anyone who doesn't know, the NFL has the worst functioning website, mobile app, Roku app, you name it. If it has the NFL brand on it, for whatever reason, multi-billion dollar corporation likes to skimp on their technology budget. So uh, those are some of the, you know, anyone who has to use Game Pass or... NFL plus, NFL plus or anything or for yeah. the all 22. It's just, they, they terrible. They function terribly. It's, it's pretty rough. So anyway, I can't live bet cause it's so far behind uh, on the broadcast. Cause the buffer size is, is just that big for that app. I like, I, I'll have options to watch it between like the CBS sports app and the NFL app. And the CBS app is like a minute and a half ahead. That's great. Uh, the NFL app Paramount is just plus, that far baby. behind. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. They, they have the issue here. I thankfully, the antenna's not too far behind. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use. That's the, that's the quickest thing. Yeah. You can live bet yeah. with the antenna. That's only usually an eight second delay or so. Yeah. Um, but at least the, uh, from what's happening live. But funny, not to totally transition into bets here, but for the AFC championship game, my friend and I had a bet. I think I might have said it on here that it was like over under amount Josh Allen gets spoken about. And I said over one and a half, and they said it twice in the AFC Championship game. So I won that bet. Nice. And then um, our bet yesterday is they started talking about Tua at some point. So it was like we gave, I gave her one time. So it was like Tua plus one or Josh Allen, who gets mentioned more tonight in the broadcast. And they didn't say Josh Allen at all. Um, yeah, it was surprising. They they talked about Tua multiple times because of the Alabama connection. Like they kept mentioning that national championship game, you know, which yeah. was, you know, I mean, I guess it's valid, so. you know. And again, with the Super Bowl, they're trying, the broadcast is trying to tell, you know, a story to not just people who have been watching the entire season, but people who are just tuning in for the first time that season yeah. as well. So like, I, I get that, you know, you definitely notice this, notice the differences there, but. Overall, our bets did good. Stuff that we mentioned on the show did pretty well. John, your uh, parlay. That, the 10-legger was a couple of yards away from hitting, you know. Dude. And I, I can't just be mad at Noah Gray for not getting three extra yards on his catch because Boston Scott also fell one yard short of his total. I, I got to say to you, John, uh, I took your parlay and I edited it. I took, I took Gray right out. I said it. I don't like Gray. John's got confidence in Gray. Uh, and was, again, my friend, she did the same bet. And I said to her, I was like, you should take gray out, but she lowered Boston Scott's number from nine to seven. So she nice. hit Boston Scott number, but she lost on gray. Oh, but I no. said to her, I was like, you take him out, take him out, take him out. I was like, it's going to be one. It's going to be one that kills him. Cause John nails these. I was like, John, he's been eight out of 10, nine out of 10. He's hit a couple. I'm like, you want to play safe here? Cause it's free bets. DraftKings with the free bets. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, I dumbed mine down. I used my five dollar free bet and I cashed in seventy five bucks. So nice. I was happy with that, John. You helped me out with that. So I, I hit a square. Do you ever do football squares? I had a square. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I bought one square from a buddy, and uh, it was, I think one, <laughs> one square was a one, and the other one was a two. So as soon as I got that square, I knew I wasn't winning. Game over. You know. Sometimes yeah, they do exactly. touching. So if your square touches, so you win like that. That's how I won. Um, true you know i gotta look at that i actually wasn't checking yeah. that but you know with my luck nothing so but my DraftKings kings bested pretty good um i was disappointed about the over two and a half players to attempt to pass 
There's so many no ways that can happen. No trickery and uh, no backups coming in. I thought for sure that Chad Henney oh, might come in and throw a pass uh, if if Patrick Mahomes went out for a play or something like that. But no, he got the uh, he got the Tortorel cocktail and looked fine after after that the, halftime. Yeah, so yeah, the cocktail. Uh, that was interesting because the whole I was looking live on DraftKings when that happened, and they went from plus two and a half underdogs to plus seven and a half underdogs. Um, when they really? saw Mahomes go down, and I bet it live, so that was cool. I put like two bucks on it, but he looked bad. That ankle injury looked painful, and to see him scurry like a little squirrel down the street to pick up what, whatever he got on that final drive—that was like this is his moment. He is showing something right now. Whether he is on as many nerve blockers as they can put in your lower body, um, right. whatever it may be. <laughs> But he that was impressive because he pulled away from the defenders chasing him with bum ankles. So he wanted that. He wanted the game last night, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's Patrick uh, Mahomes, right? I forgot to put bets on that plus 300 um, on either side of team to win the coin toss and to win the game. That happened for the Chiefs. Won the coin toss, won the game. Forgot that. That would have been a nice plus 300. I ended, I ended in a pretty good positive. I had some other stuff that, I mean, I had parlays that hit before the first half was over with the way yeah. the yards were going. So those are always fun games to uh, root for when you're sitting there on your phone, just yeah. crossing stuff off repeatedly. Yeah. What, did you have any bad beats? Besides uh, the, I would have won another 250 bucks if Kenneth Gainwell went one inch forward on that first drive. Yeah. You know how that touchdown was called a touchdown yeah. and then called back and became yeah. a Jalen Hurts touchdown. Yeah. So I, I had a parlay where that was the only missing leg, unfortunately, but devastating. I still can't complain. Like all the other stuff that I had uh, ended up hitting. I had a couple of three leg, four leg, five leg parlays too. So nice. Uh, yeah. I I was happy too. I finished plus money, well, hundred bucks. I'm cool with that. Like, there you uh, go. Yeah, it's all, just like I'm a good end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Cash it out and buy yourself something nice at this point. You know, another bet. I think the Gatorade was clear. They said purple. Had, I saw purple. It was purple, really. Yeah, okay. I saw purple. I was looking 900. around because I didn't. I didn't see it. People said it was clear. Some people said it was orange. So I don't know if anyone actually saw it or not. I, I saw it, it on purple. a website that was purple for plus nine hundred. Wow. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Purple with the wind. Nobody saw that coming. Shot. I mean, we didn't have we didn't have money on any of these. We just talked about them for fun. Dude. But uh, dude, I gotta oh, tell you the national, national anthem. anthem. Oh national my god, anthem. I was so mad. John, I got up to go to the bathroom and I was like, What is he doing? What is he doing? He's going two miles an hour. And I'm like, I could go pee, I could go poop, I could run to the store and come back, and he's still gonna be singing. He's going so slow. <laughs> oh, I did think, you know, bets aside, it was a great, you know, and again, we didn't have any money on this because I, I, I'm i pretty sure all the regulated sports books won't give you props they won't do like it. this. No, they won't you do have it. To, yeah. You have to go onto some like unregulated site to place Overseas. bets for these. So, yes. Yeah. So I, I've never done that. But anyway, I thought the, the rendition was cool. I thought it was a really cool rendition of it. And the, but the thing that I did not anticipate when we were talking about this was him doing the national anthem with a guitar. That changes everything. I would have totally yeah. taken the over. If I knew that he was going to do it with a guitar. We should have thought that. Why did we not? Zach Rauman did it with a guitar when they went slow. Or did I, I say they went fast? They went fast. I, think they went fast. I don't know what I was thinking. But Chris Stapleton, iconic voice, cool rendition. One of the better ones of the last probably 10 years. I, he, would think. I ran out of the bathroom though right at the end because I was like so mad I didn't want to watch it. Um, I did do the five count <laughs> for the referee basketball inboundings pass. Oh, there you go. And okay, I, so we might we might have hit the break. over on the last note. 
it was it's probably a 5.01 or 4.99 like it was like on the five count he ended man so 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 oh for two on the the uh star spangled banner bets but and let's not forget the long shot of the night rihanna first song yes yes so that that ended up being shoot what was it it was uh better have my money right that was that was the long i listed all the odds for like the top 10 songs that she could start with and that was last on the list so least least likely but that that's what it ended up being so but every song we picked i think made it into the medley the only one that i actually didn't expect to hear that i heard was all the lights and because that's that's Kanye released that song with her as a feature on. I totally forgot that that was her on that song. But when that started playing, I was like, oh, God, I hope Kanye doesn't. Like, they're not going to bring Kanye I said the out, same right? thing. I'm like, is he I coming? Like, oh, is he coming? Man. Is he oh, going to do it? <laughs> Thank God, you know, we did not see Kanye come out. Um, that would have been that would have been a headline the next day for sure. Oh, but. absolutely. Her song opener, Better Have My Money, was plus 800 to be the first song. And John, nice. let me just tell you this. This is all this is my only take on the halftime show. Yeah. I I like Rihanna in features. Like she I I have don't I'm not really listening to her outright singles usually, but like I like her in features that like Run This Town, like all the lights, you know, all of these other songs that she's into. But to open with better have my money as an elementary school teacher, yet again. My students go to bed at the end of the halftime show. All of them. They all watch the halftime show. And I'm like, no, no, we're going to hear about this tomorrow. Like, no, that was my first thought. And I was so flustered. I was like, these kids, they're going to come in. And the first thing, and I feel like an old man. I'm like, oh, is this generation? But I was like, come on, you have a lot of hits that are clean that you could have opened with at all. Like that are, you know, awesome songs for her that she like she what did she say she put 12 hits 12 13 hits 12 songs in, in 13 minutes which is pretty good so that's a good pace but you didn't have to open with better have my money <laughs> so I'll, i give pretty much high marks to the halftime show the one thing that i liked and i actually i actually wrote a little article about this uh for my for my own mixing site because it has to do with audio stuff article and is good you should check it out Echomixing.com. I'll link it in the description of this podcast if you want to check it out. But anyway, some of the stuff that I liked was, you know, the pacing of the songs. The lack of set changes was really nice. Like it was a really cool visual. It was open. You could see the stadium. You know, the platforms were awesome. How high up in the air she was and everything like that. But oftentimes with the Super Bowl shows, you're trying to fit in so many songs and then you're like trying to, you know, you're Katy Perry or you're The Weeknd and you're fitting in a different set for every single song. And it's like, I can't I, like I don't I'm disoriented. I'm watching it. I don't even know where I am. It, it pretty much looks like a music video because it doesn't look like you're in the stadium until you get to the end and then it opens up and that kind of stuff. And so the pacing can feel kind of rushed because you're changing sets and costumes and outfits and all this stuff. And then every time you transition, you're like, you know, you're breaking the flow of it. You know, whereas like Rihanna was like everything felt cohesive, you know. The dancing was awesome. All the choreography was awesome. And you had time to fit all that in because you weren't trying to change up all the time throughout. And I also like, this is this is just a nitpicky technical thing, but the camera style didn't change. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll switch to a camera type and, you know, a frame rate that looks like 
and an aspect ratio as well that looks like a music video. And when you're watching a sports broadcast that has a typical, you know, frames per second, you know, has a look to it, it's it's kind of disorienting because you're watching something live, but it's it's looking like a pre-edited music video. And that always threw me off. And so they kept it with the live cameras this time. And so it looked just like the football broadcast. And I think one of the reasons they had to do that because they were using, this is just a guess, by the way, but because they used the Skycam that Fox uses for the broadcast, they used that in the halftime show. And that's not Same guy, you think, that does it for the football games? I don't know if it's the same guy can drive in it, you know, but, um, you know, that, that camera is not a cinematic camera. It's a, you know, it's a 4K sports camera. It has a look to it. Whereas you can't just buy Amazon web services. Right. Yeah. That or Walmart <laughs> Skycam or whatever oh, they're Walmart doing Plus, with it. Yeah, these, yes, these guys. But yeah. Anyway, so I, I liked it. I had good reviews of it. You know, everyone could tell that she was lip syncing at certain points. Uh, but what I wrote about in this article was that, first of all, she's not even close to the first artist to lip sync to it. You know, it's it's a live broadcast. Definitely a different type of performance than even a live show. Because at a live show, like Rihanna sings... You know, she sings for the whole thing. It's not lip sync. Like there's pre-recorded backing tracks to every concert you've ever been to. That's large scale, I promise you. Um, and every single artist, except for the Rolling Stones since 1998, has used backing tracks. They've pre-recorded the performance and they play back most of the instruments and stuff like that. Not just to minimize any kind of mistakes, but just so they can pre-mix it and make it sound really good for broadcast because... It's really easy to make a live show sound really big and powerful when it's loud and you're there. But when you're refining it for broadcast and it needs to be like perfect, it needs to sound like the record because that's what people expect to hear. Then it requires, you know, doing a pre-take. And sometimes they call that the protection track, right? Where it's like, you know, for Katy Perry, she live sung half of her set. But then when they're, you know, bringing her up into the rafters and she's like doing all these moves and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, that's kind of frightening to do and then have good vocal support. So they like, you know, that part she lip sync and then did the live thing for that. But you just put it really well. What was the line I said in your article? Um, Rihanna can sing carry on my wayward son and she could nail it live. Right. You know, she's going to be able to nail it. She's a professional, but if you, you know, you put on auto tune, that's her style. Like, diamonds and and all these other things they are her style to have that whereas if you put you know what did you say kansas to sing diamonds yeah it's gonna sound totally different and without yeah without auto-tune on it's just the sound of the genre too because you know you know and i'm not trying to call out the get off my lawn crowd here but you know the perspective of you know they're not as talented as the artists of before you know anyone can get a record deal with all the processing that they put on everything you know, and that's just stylistically, it's the genre, you know, the, the expectation is higher for pop songs because that's what the record sounds like older records. You have imperfections all over the place. Um, but that's just the sound. You don't need perfect pitch to make it sound good live. Whereas like, you know, if you're playing a pop song, if you're even the slightest bit off and out of tune, it really sticks out like a sore thumb. So what they do is they pre-record a couple of takes. So what she probably did was when they're doing rehearsal, she recorded all the vocals with probably not doing the dance moves. So she's not like dancing around with her, you know, <laughs> out of breath and stuff like that. So that those takes are just from an earlier performance of the same performance. So she did it live, 
but you know, it's just like, it takes some of the pressure off where it's like, okay, you're performing for every single country in the world is watching this. (laughs) And so many people before you have done such a great job. Like it's a high, it's a high bar and you don't want to mess it up. So, and I don't don't blame anyone for doing that. The criticism is interesting because if you just don't like Rihanna's music, that's a different criticism than criticizing her for lip syncing and auto tune right. and stuff like that. Like you don't have to like her style. That's totally fine. You know, music is such a perspective entertainment venue or yeah. volume or whatever I'm looking for. Yeah. And, um, and and these days there's such a focus on visual entertainment because that's what, that's what people want. That's what the market wants. You, you have to sacrifice some sound qualities sometimes like a live performance in order to pull that off. So, you know, with the dancing and everything like that, you could have, staged a performance where she could have performed the entire thing live and had it sound good, but that would require her not to be dancing for the entire time or doing crazy moves or being lifted up on a platform quickly, you know? So it's like in order to make it visually entertaining, sometimes you cut some corners on, on other things, but that's just how everybody does it. You know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were, were lip syncing at the Super Bowl. You two had backing tracks. Prince had backing tracks too. When uh, you are in an arena or at a concert venue and you're in a more intimate venue, it's closer, that artist nails it live. And you can say that's the value of going to see your favorite artists. This is not that. This is an right. entertainment iconic thing where it will be broadcast. It's more of a TV event than an in-person event. And you need yeah. that to oh, have yeah. good television, right? So Absolutely. And it's all it's, it's all genre specific too. Jack White wouldn't need auto-tune or probably even tracks at the Super Bowl, but that's because the sound of his genre allows for so much more wiggle room in there. So it's, yeah, it's very genre specific. You know, if I went to a concert at a, a, you know, an alternative band like the Killers was lip syncing and using auto-tune, I'd probably be kind of disappointed. But if I go to a pop show and someone's using live auto-tune, like that's just the sound. That's like any other effect that's, that's on the voice. That's just, we use it to yeah. make cool records. So <laughs> make cool sound and stuff, but I love your takes on it though, especially for the background that you have, right? It's so interesting. These are things I've never really thought about unless you're watching it and you're like, Oh, that guy just sounded bad, right? Like <laughs> right. you don't really know much about it, but so that's interesting. Audio engineer one one It's cool stuff to talk about. All right, well, we got a second. Let's get a break in. Uh, we got a Sabres update on the other side, and uh, we'll wrap things up for you guys. Stay tuned. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. So, most recent game was Saturday, right? Or was Yeah, that was before the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I went to the game on Saturday. I spent 50 bucks to watch the Sabres lose 7-2. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. Yeah, I was watching that game. It wasn't good. They were up oh. 2-0, looking great, and then all of a sudden, seven straight goals. That 2 nothing lead in the first period had us all excited, and then it was all from there. Western New York native Dennis Gilbert, St. Greg alum where I teach, uh, had the goal against his hometown team and an assist. So that was kind of cool for everybody at school, but not for me when it's goal Sabres. But yeah, I saw Pat at the game as well. So that was cool. He was hanging out. I think he had a slice of pizza and a beer, which is exactly what I had at the same time. Nice. But I had two slices. <laughs> so I, was, <laughs> I had two slices of pizza. Um, Brandon, but, isn't dairy bad for you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But I love it. A slice of pizza at a hockey game for me is like a hot dog at a baseball game. Oh, yeah. You got to have it. Yep. You got to have it. I'm I'm really going to try to make it home uh, in in Buffalo for a Sabres game this year. So I got to let me look at the retro nights. I'll look at I got to flash the uh, the Darlene jersey at some yes, point. We can match. But cool. I'll have an we'll A. Yours looks cool because it's got an <laughs> A on it. Uh, I'm man. so glad you didn't switch them out. I never would have noticed that. Or I if couldn't I did, do that at to you, some John. Point, I, I would have been like, I know, I know. You're too good. Of you would have been wanted one with an A. You would have wanted exactly. one with an A. Exactly. Exactly. It's from, it's a gift from somebody else. And I wanted to make sure that that person was not going to skimp on your birthday gift. So Right. Before we, uh, before we sign off, favorite commercial. Oh, favorite commercial. Good question. And I would like, maybe we do it another time, but a game picks recap for our final winners and losers on the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. We got to do that. We'll have to get Pat on for that. Yes. Um, favorite commercial. Again, I was spending a ton of time in my phone with these bets. I gambled a lot more this Super Bowl than I have in previous years. Um, and the one that caught my eye, it was a food commercial. And the only reason this is such a narcissistic take on this, but they threw this thing at the guy and it was Mr. H. The guy's name was Mr. H in the commercial. <laughs> and I was like, that's another one. Kids are going to hear that one. And I want to hear about that one at school. Um, but again, totally selfish, narcissistic version of it. I liked, I don't know. I didn't find one that made me really laugh out loud a ton. Again, I yeah. wasn't paying totally attention, but. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if they're getting worse or if we just have higher expectations as adults. Like those really weird Doritos commercials were amazing as kids, obviously, <laughs> but. The babies, the E-Trade babies were back. Yep. Yeah. I thought there were some pretty entertaining ones. The one that I, I really like made. You know, everyone freak out. Was it was it Fubi? It's some kind of streaming service. Did you see the one where they made it look like, you know, your Roku was closing or your your streaming yeah, device? Yeah, your TV closes. That was good. And John, my friend, literally was like, "What are you doing, Brandon? What are you doing? What is it? What are you, are you changing the channel?" I'm like, no. "Everyone on the couch at my place." I was like, "Get up! Who's sitting on the Roku remote?" Like, yeah. I, I saw tweets of other people who did the same thing. Yeah. You know, whole room starts freaking out. They did. They did it so well. So that one, that one stuck with me. They had a bunch of weird commercials. That was the one. I think that was the same company that had all the rabbits dragging people and dropping them down that hole. So I don't remember that. That, I don't that remember one was that. a little bit yeah. freaky, but. 
That was that was the one that stuck with me. I don't know if it was my favorite or not. Jim Kelly sighting in another commercial. Don't remember what that was for. Yeah. Jim Kelly features in top rated NFL commercial during Super Bowl 57. What was the commercial for? He says uh, there's another run through style commercial, which had quick cameos from players past and present. Kelly, the former Bills, great. Gives a shout out to the fan, to the fan base when he says mafia style. Nice. As Diana Flores, quarterback of Mexico's women national flag football team runs by. So she she goes through a table. And that's what props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now now it's coming back to me. I still don't remember what the ad was for. I should check that. Um it really it doesn't even say it in the ad. (laughs) (laughs) They made it through the entire thing without giving this brand (laughs) a shout out on their company. That's hilarious. There was another run stool run through style commercial. They won't say the name of the brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be ending on a cliffhanger here. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at not buff podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. We're probably going to take a couple weeks off here. Uh, maybe start doing one week closer to the draft. Uh, maybe even closer to, uh, we got some key dates that we might do some episodes around like free agency and that kind of thing. But, uh, this team's going to have changes, man, right? Yeah. Those things could change. So It is. Already some stuff with Chad Hall departing and uh, all that stuff. So Or just not them not renewing Chad Hall's contract. Yeah. Um, more specifically, Taking a lateral but, move to a good wide receiver room. Yeah. So lots to talk about always, but I uh, really appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, it's been cool going back and forth with everybody on Twitter this year. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, Sorry. Did you see the guy? Who tweeted his $567 winnings yeah. at us? Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. That was cool. Congratulations that was to cool. him. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Nice, or that, nice. whoever did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, anyway, cool. big thank you to everybody for listening this year. Um, we obviously wouldn't be doing this if nobody listened. So, uh, and if you're an every episode listener or you're not an, an every episode listener, like we appreciate you. So, yes. Thanks for that. But, uh, Until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Bills.